Welcome to the Waste Not What Not podcast. I'm Philippa Ross, human ecologist, enthusiologist, author and energy healer, bringing you inspirational interviews, news and tips to rebuild the relationship between people and the planet the way nature intended by revitalizing our natural resources, minimizing waste and maximizing human potential. I trust you'll discover seeds of hope for a vibrant future so you can cultivate and transform them to suit your own lifestyle in order for us to collectively create a world where reverence for the diversity of all life is honoured. You'll find all the show notes in the description and lots more about me and my work at philipparos.com. And don't forget, if you like what you hear, be sure to share far and wide. Hello, Wastebusters. Welcome to December's episode of Waste Not, Want Not, the last of 2023 and a celebration of two full years of podcasting. Today's guest, Angela Tierney, is a fitting follow-up to last month's interview with Dr. Gladys McGarry, who spoke about the wisdom of the inner physician, something Angela steadfastly used to guide her throughout her journey back to health. The synchronistic timing of this episode is most apt as gifts are front of mind. The heart of Angela's story serves as a great reminder that they come in many guises, the most precious being the ones that lie deep within us all. Her journey serves as a testament to the power of trusting and staying true to our inner knowing. The value of whatever the universe gifts us goes well beyond anything we can conceive with the rational mind. Welcome to the show, Angela. How are you? Hi, Philippa. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm fantastic. Thank you. And I'm so excited to be here. This is just very special. You and I met again after, it must have been like a 10-year gap because we did a course together in Auckland and we met recently at a friend's 50th and it was so scrummy to see your vibrancy and learn about the amazing journey and I thought it was such an inspiration for our listeners because life has a habit of dishing us stuff that we just don't know about and things come left field and you are a cancer survivor Nearly six years ago, you were diagnosed, were you not? Yeah, six years on the 30th of November. Wow. I went to four doctors, Philippa, before I finally got onto the fifth one that listened to me. Now, it took blood in my stools for four months before a doctor would listen to me. The first doctor didn't even do a rectum examination for hemorrhoids. My blood's all seemed quite well, although through my education, of what I've learned, I went back through all of my blood tests that I had, and there was things in my blood tests that they should have picked up, they didn't. White marker cells is a huge red flag for cancer and inflammation in the body and things not being in balance, and that wasn't picked up. Finally one did, and I was up the list quite quickly, and for colonoscopy to be told straight away I had a tumour in my rectum. And then I was in for surgery within 10 days and came out of that with a stoma bag for four months, back into surgery to reverse that, and then came out of that surgery out of my body, which was quite an experience. And I didn't realise that I was actually out of my body, but I knew something wasn't right. So it's been a journey. I mean, doctors are definitely needed on, on the earth and I have massive appreciation and gratefulness to them and stuff, but sometimes protocols can get in the way. They're just limited again by the tangible and 
it's the same old stuff they're learning. So through people like yourself and the journeys that you've gone through, if the doctor can listen, they can expand their own mind to possibilities outside what they know. And I think that's a huge part of what needs to be shifted as well. Yeah. You know, there's more and more holistic doctors coming to the table for sure, which is awesome. But there is still a lot of westernized ones where they just want to dish out the pills and tablets and the lotions and potions yeah, and not get mm. to the root cause of the issue. And yeah, yeah. generally, when you get to the root cause of any health issue, it stems back to some form of trauma in the body that's been blocked from something that happened. And it could even be from a past life or it could even be from it being in the womb, could be through the delivery, it could be after birth, it could be anything that happened in their toddler years, anything can cause a trauma in the body to stay and sit there and it could be dormant for years and, and then boom. Did you establish what the trauma was that fired up the cancer in you? I have done a lot of healing around that also um, through my last five years with my course and, and everything and yeah I do know and I don't haven't really spoken about it a lot because of the shame and the blame and the embarrassment. Oh, yes, yeah. You have peace of mind yourself that it's made it easier to understand and you're not blaming yourself that it, it happened and you can work through it and let go of a holding on to it but be the circumstances around that brought it on. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and part of going through that healing and trauma was starting to express and talk about it because that's part of letting go, right? And because I yep, didn't yep. really talk about it. So when I was 11, my dad's best friend made me do stuff to him. And I, I never had any counselling or it was just like, well, nobody really know about it. Now knowing what I know now, I believe that was a course where I didn't have a lot of boundaries around men either. Why well, I had three marriages, you know, I was always attracting the wrong kind of men because I didn't feel worthy of myself for any better, I guess. Yeah. And that's no fault of my parents or anybody. And then it's, it's all about the forgiveness around it, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And dealing with that forgiveness. And that's a real process. Because there's not only that you're forgiving, you're forgiving all the on-flow things that have happened as well. Yes. So there's a yep. lot of forgiveness to be done around a lot of things. Mm. That's a lot of deep digging. It brings up a lot of stuff, right? Through the process, it's giving you peace. That's the purpose behind it. And again, until we've walked in someone's shoes, we don't know and. That person could have been a perpetrator because of things. It doesn't make an excuse for the behaviour, but who knows what went on. It makes it more understanding, and I think that's where the compassion comes in, not taking stuff personally. What is an experience that we find ourselves in makes it easier to let go, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's mm -hmm. forgiving yourself that it's okay. You didn't know any better. Being that age is scared, right? You can't say anything, mm -hmm. scared, you know, and all of that stuff. Just listening to the way that you first introduced it there, it was like you knew in yourself something was out of kilter. And I think a part of what I want people to get out of this is actually to trust 
what your body is telling you and that you can actually take health into your own hands because you had some skills, but you've also acquired a lot of skills along the way in your journey, haven't you? You totally. Um, I believe, you know, like I did quite a lot of the right things. I had a healthy diet and, well, at the time, during the time leading up to my diagnosis, I had a cleaning business, very physical, uh, vacuuming 14, 16 houses a week, running a business, building a business, dealing with staff and everything. I truly believe that as we are now realising stress has a massive part mm. to play our physiology and our wellness, but not only stress, but also trauma. And if we don't deal with past trauma, then that also creates a lot of havoc in our body also unawareingly. So but we're not necessarily all... conscious of that trauma, were you? No, not at all, no. How did it come to light? Um, that I hadn't dealt with my trauma. Mm. Was it the cancer? Absolutely. Through the journey, through the cancer and the path that, that led me down, the people I connected with, the courses I did, all started the process for me to really bring up the trauma and deal with it and stop creating those patterns in my life that I was subconsciously creating without realising. And at the age of 53, dealing with trauma from a young age, so, uh, yeah, it was a really interesting time and journey and, and I totally believe that's all led me to where I am, to my purpose of why I'm here. Mm. Yeah. So there's great value in stuff, even when the shit hits the fan, basically. It's horrible at the time, but like a lot of my guests who haven't necessarily been on the same wellness journey of recovery as yourself, we experience things because we're meant to be in a place to empower others or make things better for everybody else in whatever vocation that we choose and yours is wellness you're well placed to be a wellness advocate healer because of your own journey and it's only when people have actually been through an experience can we say it with such authority that is something that you have learned firsthand and you can say it with conviction I mean I know you've done a lot of things over the time one of which was a, as a holistic coach and you embraced the quantum energy and physics frequency which is really big at the moment and it's something that people need to get in touch with isn't it yeah absolutely yeah we are energy and water we're 75 80 percent water Quality of our water is really important as well. And that also came into my life after my cancer. We know we vibrate on frequency. So if we're vibrating on a lower frequency, we're more likely to create illness in the body from when we're on a higher frequency. So yeah, after my journey through um, having a life coach around the law of attractions for a whole year, being told that I created my cancer. <laughs> That must have been hard to swallow. And I don't like taking pills anymore. <laughs> you know, after going through a whole year of learnings, I so got why he said that to me. And it's like with the saying, you know, what we think comes about what we think we create. Mm -hmm. And we'd be lying if we never, ever got down or, you know, had the bad days because we all do, right? Yeah. But it's when we have 
the bad days and the bad, bad days and the bad, bad days and we don't feel we're coming out. Although, you know, on the outside we look like everything's all roses, but on the inside not so much. It's quite a common widespread problem. It's our emotions that control our frequencies and obviously our surroundings and all of that. There's a lot of contributing factors and through my holistic health coaching course, which was the next investment in my self-development journey coming out of what I've been through, is that our life is a circle of life and it's filled up with all the different components of making sure we have a balanced life. So i.e. You know, exercise, healthy diet, relationships, community, self-care, all of that. And, you know, having a balance in all of that. And if it's really out of kilter, well, then it can really cause illness in our body and the trauma and karma that we carry as well through the years that never gets attention or dealt with. So, yeah, that we but carry. I'm sure the listeners have come across hearing that illness comes about because of circumstances in our life and we kind of created ourselves. So what was it that created it for you? Do you mind sharing? Oh, yeah, I truly believe it was a lot of, it was stress, solo mum with three boys, you know, mortgage, building a business, dealing with clients, dealing with staff, working even when I wasn't feeling 100, just always push, 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 work, work, mm. work. And you've got responsibilities. And then, you know, like I say, you know, in your low days, you don't want to be doing it all. It's too hard. And without realizing, you're actually internally creating a lot more trauma yeah, it's amazing how long it stays in the body and that build up of stress it puts the pressure on the adrenals it's basically at the root of the energy system isn't it and it affects everything else I think I said about eight years ago when I went to Antarctica I was doing a presentation and I was talking about the various eras of explorers but I also thought that now this was an era of emotional intelligence and how important particularly for men because we've been in a patriarchal society and we have to suck it up and get on with it and be manly or as a, so many women on their own are having to cope with so many issues and things that it is so so important to acknowledge those feelings and actually reach out and to acknowledge the fact that we're not on our own, you might think you're on your own, but that community that you're talking about, which is part of the cycle of life, how important it is just to have that support. And I think really now we've come to a time where it's okay to be more open and it actually serves us. It doesn't make us any less of a person because we can't cope with all the shit that's coming our way. It spreads the load and everybody takes their bit and walks alongside you and that is really crucial isn't it I mean particularly for somebody like yourself who's on your own were you on your own when you were going through this journey yeah I was on my own and I had homestead students as well so certain times of the year I'd actually have seven boys in my home I was looking after as well as my business and my stuff (laughs) so I'm always down the bottom of the list So now you've learned to put yourself first and you've taken life by the short and curlies. And really, some of the tools that you've incremented, I believe you have a bioscanner, which does amazing things. Can you explain to the audience what it does? Frequency as a whole came into my life towards the end of 2022, last year in December, with a frequency wand. 
fell in love with straight away, um, how that can just totally change the frequency within your body and start healing within from frequency. And then the bioscanner came into my life in May. And with the bioscanner, you can take your voice, mm-hmm. your weight, height, and your date of birth, and a picture, a profile of your face, and I can load it into the scanner. And then it does a scan by your voice on your body because all of our frequencies are also run by our emotions. So if our emotions are down, then our frequencies down and emotions high, frequency high. So the scanner can take that and it scans all the vitals and comprehensive, which is all your organs and everything from your blood, your vitamins, your minerals, your ligaments, your chakras food intolerances, meridians, your blood, uh, your brain, everything. It can just wow. show up. So it's, it's really quite amazing. Oral care, like oral problems. It's just incredible what it shows up. And then I can put together a playlist and I can run them frequencies to target those areas. So, for example, when the chanting, and we haven't got to that yet, but when that came into my life, I was actually diagnosed with a brain tumour from spirit. And although I don't actually have a scan per se to say I had a brain tumour, I definitely know something was out of kilter with a few symptoms that I was getting. And so by using the bioscanner on brain tumour frequency and also doing some frequency healing with spirit, I got rid of that brain tumour and all the symptoms. So that just shows the power of frequency healing. and. We really can heal ourselves through it as well, just really by the power of our mind. We have so much more power in our mind and our physiology and our gut and everything, way more than we realise. I so wish that I had tapped into all this that I I believe I had, but just didn't realise I had years and years ago. (laughs) So What makes um, you say that? So you think you had it years ago? I believe I've always had these gifts inside me. They've just been awoken. Yeah. 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 And I believe I was, well, I do know from my galactic reading I had done this year and also through the gifts I've received this year that I was actually an ancient chanting healer in past lives as well. So, I mean, that's getting into another subject. But, yeah, so I do believe that like any of our purposes and our gifts that we have within us, it's just a matter of them being awoken. So some people can spend their whole life searching and to be awoken into their gift and and all along it was already in there. It's just, you know, like you've heard the quote, everything we know we've already got inside us. Absolutely. It makes me think about your uh, role as a cleaner and it's kind of like a metaphor really is where you're cleaning things out and the journey you've been on is to clean all the shit out that was actually burying your gifts. I love that. And prior to the cleaning, I mean, I had my cleaning business 10 years, but prior to that, I was actually a bra fitter, fitting um, women into bras for five years. I've done many things, but really, I probably guess at the end of the day, it's always been around helping people. It's been my passion. I've always been helping people. And actually, when my kids were growing up, they were always saying to me, Mum, you're not a doctor. You're not a doctor. Stop trying to diagnose people. Stop trying to fix people, you know, because I'd always subconsciously I guess um be trying to heal people (laughs) at 
actually, you spoke at the beginning about intuitively knowing something was out of kilter, but you also spoke about the power of thought as well. How did you manage your mind throughout your journey? Because it would be all too easy to go on a downward spiral. And I guess everybody who has been told that they have cancer, it goes without saying that your energy would really reach an all-time low. But how do you pick it up? How did you pick it up and keep it going? Yeah, it's such a mixed emotion because it's actually first up, it was actually such a huge relief that I finally had an answer to why I was feeling like I was feeling and why I was getting symptoms I was getting. I felt like almost saying I told you so to the doctors because they just weren't listening. I knew something wasn't right. And it's not that I was trying to create that more. You just know something's not right and it's frustrating when doctors aren't listening to you. Mm. And even just simple tests that they should be doing and not doing it, they just all put it down to stress and trying to give you that antidepressants and send you on the way and I wouldn't have that that wasn't an option for me probably Mm. my stores I don't know but um and then so I sort of got that and then of course it hits you it's like you know you go through all the emotions why me blah 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 but then I guess when you've got kids and family and you've got a business that you've been building up you just know you're going to get through it I guess also I was lucky, although it was quite severe symptoms I was getting, it was only early stages, so Mm. um, I didn't have to go through the chemo, thank goodness, but still had to go through two surgeries and have a stoma bag on my stomach for four months and a catheter for a month. And then two years after my second surgery, ended up back in hospital with um, internal scar tissue, strangling my bowel in two places and ended up in hospital for two weeks on And that was just about the worst experience of the two previous ones. I mean, I've always been pretty strong mentally, but yeah, I really had to dig deep. Yeah, you you just got to go through it, don't you? And it was amazing because I just learned so much more about my body as well. To the point when I ended up back in the hospital for the third time, I was telling the doctors what was going on more than what they could figure out what was going on with scans and everything. Yeah, and it was an interesting time too because you know what's going on in their body. They're not listening to you once again and you're in hospital and total pain and because it's all got to be done by the protocols, which was just totally frustrating for me. It's a timely thing to bring in the magic of the intangible, which is one of the gifts that you have recently received, and that is the gift of ancient chanting. And I have to tell the listeners, Angela and I spoke last week and I've had um, cramps around the bottom of my calves during the night time sometimes and she did um, some ancient chanting on me and I haven't had one in a week. It's absolutely delicious and it could be quite excruciating where it would wake me up in the night and I'd have to rub really hard. So, And I will play a little clip of the chanting that she did. It sounds out there, but... It's also beautiful to sit in the middle of it when you're experiencing the chanting for your own healing as well. So I'd like to thank you for that, Angela. It's been an absolute blessing. So how did you embrace something that is really kind of out there for other people? Because it sounds like gobbledygook, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah, it does. It really does. Uh, It's such an interesting story of how it all came into my life. I guess in a way it it was a dream 
that had been answered. It was just all timing. And as we know, everything is timing. And things happen and we think it's the worst thing, but it's actually, as we know, it's just guiding us to where we're supposed to be. You know, we've got to go through the troughs to get there and the ups and the downs and everything. So that was my journey. But then when I went to a little event at the end of last year, I wasn't going to go, but I kept getting a little nudge saying, book it, go. So I did. And I met this amazing man called Keith Jackson, and he is a spiritual healer. And we were in a little breakout session. Then afterwards, we got talking and I said that I had quite a strong interest to become a hypnotist. I thought, you know, that would be a really great way for me to be able to heal people. There's not a lot of that around. For me, I thought, you know, it's something that I think could be really a good modality in, in the market for for me, you know, with my holistic health coaching qualifications. And also, you know, the I, power of the mind, you know, that is how important it is and to dig into the subconscious. Yes, obviously that was my thinking of, I guess, what I'm doing now, but I didn't quite get it right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, so long story short, Keith said to me, well, no, actually, because he was checking in with his team at the time and then he started doing all this weird stuff like I do and um, I was like is this guy all right what's going on you know it was quite weird and then he said oh no no you're not going to be doing hypnotism you're going to have a, a much more stronger power uh, magic power and I'm like what are you talking about and he goes like but I can't tell you about it yet just yet that's not time sort of thing, you know. And I was like, okay, then. And off I went on my merry way, Christmas, blah, 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 blah. And a few months down the track, I was like, I've just got to get something happening. And then next thing, the bioscanner popped in. And then the next thing, Keith and I touched base and he said, it's nearly time. A couple more weeks later, we got on a Zoom and he gifted me through all my 23 ancient languages for gifting uh, trauma, karma, I can release negative attachments of people, places and things and also target pretty much most health ailments in the body, arthritis, gut, uh, nervous system, random viruses, a little bit harder. It's all done through the ancient language and chanting it. But the really freaky thing is he had to do some healing on me for me to be able to heal others and yep. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm healthy. Everything's all good with me. And um, and he goes, well, no, not really. And I'm like, oh. And um, he goes, you've actually got a brain tumor. He goes, it's not cancerous, but you have got a small tumor in the front of your head here, in your front lip. And I didn't really panic because, to be really honest with you, I was getting a few little symptoms happening that I was kind of probably ignoring a little bit, just putting it down to a bit of stress and stuff or stuff going on in my life at mm -hmm. the time. Then Keith did some healing through his guides and I ran the scanner on brain tumor 24-7. For three weeks, it was gone. There were symptoms of tiredness. My vision was a little bit funny. I was getting a bit clumsy with things and, you know, just little things. Kind of all explains it. Once it was gone, I felt back to normal again. So healing done on me and then away I went and things just kind of started getting stronger and stronger. And then my own natural psychic Ability started getting stronger as well, which I never believed I had, but always got told I had by every psychic I went to said to me, you have actually got really strong psychic abilities yourself, but you just don't use them because I never believed. Wow. But now I do. And now I'm learning more. And that's been quite a wow, because 
it's also another gift on top of the ancient chanting. So I've actually been gifted 23 ancient chanting languages. And it's almost if you can imagine, like when I'm doing a healing, there's all these different guides sitting in a circle and they're going around doing their little bit. It changes higher, lower, faster, slower. Some of it will be quite aggressive. Some will be quieter. When there's something that's quite deep, then you can really sense they're really trying to get rid of it out of the body. Is it frequency-based? Basically, it's channeling healing languages. We can actually all do it ourselves. It's just a matter of waking it up and within our soul. We actually can all do it if we really truly want to believe and tap into it. Yeah. Yeah. As earth beings, we're, we're on a certain frequency. And as the process of life goes on, the higher we can raise our frequency, the more information and connection we have to the information that is out there. I mean, it's so microscopic what we as human beings can do. We're limited by the expanse of our own senses, really, and that's it, isn't it? Mm. It's totally, that is so spot on, Philippa. It's our own consciousness. The, the more yeah. we live in our consciousness, the stronger our abilities to tap into that gets exactly mm-hmm. spot on. Yeah. And it's quite hard for people to perceive, really. Well, like your own journey, it's hard for you, even with the belief system that you have, in accepting something that is not tangible. But a big part of it is the trusting the relationship that you're building with yourself and whatever information is out there for you to connect to for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. And because it is unusually different and does sound gobbledygook and quite weird, then you go through the whole, oh, what are people going to think of me, think I've lost my brains, you know, I, all of a sudden I can do this. And, and so then you have to deal with all that kind of judgment, little boy stuff and all of that. And then going, well, I just have to be brave. I just have to be brave. This is my time to be brave. I know I have magic gifts here that I can help people. It's now my work. I don't want to be cleaning forever. And it's funny enough, the universe is just slowly taking them off me. And and as much as it's been very scary financially as well for me, it's been very tough this year. But you've just got to hold that trust and the faith and the belief and just know that we are looked after by our higher self in the universe and the spirit world that's there for us. And it's just a matter of us activating our own intuition and tapping in and having that trust and being still enough to listen. And that's all the skills I've learned through different mentors that I've had over this last five, six years of my journey. And not just doing my courses, but my other peers and network, mm. you know, friends that into my life in that time that have taught me a lot of different modalities and tools and and things like that there's journaling and meditation best works combination of a lot of things I'm just so thrilled that you loved your experience with me and we got some great results it is so magical Keith was an earlier guest of mine and his is directly connected so I'll put a link to that interview for the listeners as well if they missed that one please do The other thing that struck me there when you were talking about being brave, 
your whole journey has been about you being brave and record, but it's the trust and the faith. And to me, in my own work, what I've created is how things are connected on the on the energy centers and the energy center of the root chakra is with the adrenals as we were talking earlier and the stress and things and so the way of healing that is about faith and trust and so I don't see it as any coincidence that the two sit side by side and the way to heal stress is through trust and faith and whatever your faith happens to be it really doesn't matter it's a belief in something bigger and you've been gifted an amazing, magical, intangible gift that in our world so far, we've not been used to. But funny enough, yesterday I was listening to Andre Dunn, who does a podcast called Know Thyself, and he was interviewing a shaman woman from the Arctic region. And she spent a lot of time in nature. And she uses sound as the healing and really connects with nature and all the animals. And she can mimic those animals and make sounds with her voice as a way of healing. So, as you say, these ancient chanting, they are ancient skills which are coming into their own now, I believe. All the shit is coming to the surface quite literally. And we're letting go and trusting that this old, new information is going to help us to move forward. And it's fantastic that I have great connections and been able to interview people who have tapped into this. It's so coincidental that your gifts were passed through Keith, who I'd interviewed. And when we met at the party the other month, that I had never physically met Keith before and I met Keith as well, which were in person, which was rather delicious. Oh, yeah, that's so, that's so cool. And it was at Natalie's party who connected me to Keith. And, you know, she was connected with us back in 10 years ago as well. So, yeah, it's all connections, right? It's all planned out way yes. before, way before. <laughs> and divine timing as well. Yeah, that's right. It's all divine timing. Um, yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, you know, having these gifts and embracing them and also going, wow, why me? You know, why have I been chosen? You are well placed to share these gifts because you've been through your own journey and you have proved yourself to be brave. You've embraced all these gifts and connections that have come for you to help you move on. And so what you're saying is like, you know, if it resonates with you out there, it works, try it for yourself and I can help you and walk alongside you. Yeah, that's right. And it doesn't have to be a massive price tag to put on our house. You know what I mean? Yes. We don't have to put a big price tag on our house. For me, it's not about charging huge amount of dollars for people to get well. It's about sharing what I've got, receiving for what I'm doing. It's the value yeah, of it. And actually, health is it's priceless. It's a transaction. Exactly. And An exchange of energy. It's my work. Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's not about like charging people like $500 to have a healing or anything like that, you know. Mm -hmm. 
And I want people to know that because I don't want people to think, oh my gosh, oh, I would love to have the experience to have that, but oh, I bet I probably can't afford it. I'll put all your contact details and things um, on the show notes so that people can connect with you and um, inquire about the various healings that you do. So has there been a book or a person that has actually influenced you in your journey anywhere along the line? You know, that one was a really tough one because I do have a lot of books. And <laughs> while I was the direct selling world, which was a good 20 years of my career, always doing a second job at selling um, doing party plan as well as the corporate day job whilst also raising kids I guess you can say I've always been a hard worker raised in a family of six kids well I've always been very entrepreneurial since I left school really I went to a lot of conferences I went to Australia twice a year January and July at what I achieved with my sales and then also a big one at every year to a different country and we always had amazing motivational speakers at the conferences so I've seen a lot and uh, heard a lot of them but there's always been this one lady Karen Smith she resides in Australia and she was actually a survivor of the Bali bombings she'd actually gone to Bali to commit suicide whoa she was going through some personal things and she wrote a book and it was an amazing book she was just such an inspiration in the way that she had gone to Bali to end her life and lost friends in the Bali bombing and she survived. The whole story of why she went, what happened and then afterwards and then she lost her partner afterwards to suicide. Oh, sorry, she lost her partner to suicide first and she was pregnant with their baby oh and God. so she wanted to end yeah. So, yeah, it was a real story and she still is an amazing motivational speaker and I just found her courage and her bravery and her strength and seeing her live on stage and then reading her book. There's been many, actually. Kirk Ashley is another one. I actually did Walking on Fire with him a few years back at a conference. I never thought I would walk on fire ever in my life, be gutsy enough or brave enough to do that. But, yeah, I did it. <laughs> and that was one hell of an experience. I've always been on the adventure daredevil side. <laughs> Well, I think the words that stand out for me are definitely brave and courageous. So it's not surprising. Do you have a favourite quote that keeps you going? I think probably the one I touched on earlier is what we think about comes about. What do you do when you find yourself in a funk? Kind of mindful now, you know, when you have your shit days and your shit moments yeah. and things aren't quite going the way you want. I just sit and bring yourself back. Not I think the important thing is to acknowledge it and not push it down because, you know, as you were saying earlier in your story, a lot of us push it down because it's too much to cope with. It's actually acknowledging that emotion that you're feeling, but not let it take over and it will pass through. Um, as you say, there are peaks and troughs in all life and also to reach out and not be alone as well. It's really, really important, isn't it? Absolutely. And, you know, just tapping into the tools. The tools do really get you through. And it can just be sitting down and just having some quiet time or going for a walk. And sometimes, you know, when we are in a funk, it's easier because the monkey mind's going crazy. Yeah. You know, yeah. keeping in control and keeping the monkey mind in check. And it's not always easy. I love my meditation, my music, message a friend. You've always got a friend that'll pick you up. The beach, I love the beach. Hug a tree, I love my garden. My garden's my sanctuary. 
and I've got a little swinging hammock in my courtyard that I like to go and lay in when it's not windy and wet. Um, I'm really into my plants and planting and I've got God knows how many house plants. And there's always somebody else that's worse off or got it worse, you know, just being grateful, sitting in gratitude, attitude of gratitude is a big go-to as well. I love doing my gratitude journaling. It's really a big part of my non-negotiables pretty much on a daily that for me is where I can really vision what I want to bring in and manifest. You know, and I've done a lot of really good manifesting over the last few years. And, you know, they don't always come when you want them. You've got to be patient. So I've learned a lot about patience. I used to be a very impatient person, and I definitely learned a lot about patience. My guest, Raphael Ray, who is um, a tarot reader, and I was saying that there is something within the energy that is is kind of slowing down for me and creating space and I'm finding I'm more patient. I'm like full in a china shop type of person. And I'm finding space to pull myself back and not charge ahead. And being patient with divine timing of everything. It's amazing how much more fluid life is when you're not doing that pushing, you know, because as you said at the beginning of the interview, your continual push, push, push creates a lot of shit in the end basically which you have to learn to clean up after yourself okay so I'm your fairy godmother and I can grant you one wish in the world what would it be and why one wish well my little wee motto should you say that I put on a lot of my posts is world wellness I think we all deep down want love in the world and world wellness in the world and for everybody to be ascending, living in the higher frequency, living from love, gratitude, trust, you know, just harmony and back to basics in a lot of ways, living in the blue zones, there's blue Mm -hmm. zones around the world. I think as humans, we all get so consumed by so much and it's just trying to just bring it all back. And it's Mm. also, as you say, you can get consumed with so much that's going on in the world and feel you need to help solve it but the most important thing we can do is to focus on ourselves and give ourselves the love and wellness because through that we then have the strength to support others yeah and it's like that ripple effect right so the more love we can give ourselves and that has become a lot of a non-negotiable for me these days you know like having my shower and lying on my bed and doing my beautiful warm bliss session, which is like going to a a masseuse, you know, and I can do it myself. It's just that 20 minutes of my time that I can block out everything. So, yeah, self-love, we all know, as it comes from we've got to help ourselves first before we can help others, love ourselves first before we can love others. And that's continual work, right? You've got to continually work on that. It's not just a snap, quick fix. With every day evolving and healing and working on a better version of ourselves from who we were yesterday. And trying to do that without self judgment and criticism on ourselves and putting ourselves down. And, you know, there's just so many little things, right? So it's just, yeah, continually working towards a better version of yourself from love. Yeah. And it's also, I feel, a huge part that people miss is the acknowledgement of how you have evolved and so because we always go to the criticism of what we haven't done as opposed to looking at what we have done and it need not be a tangible thing but it could be 
that 20 minutes I blocked it out uh, yesterday but I only managed 10 minutes today but at least I managed the 10 minutes and I feel better for it and that is the thing that keeps the momentum going I think is the acknowledgement and also the gratitude for what we have and that can be tangible as well as the intangible it's the wherewithal to be more consciously aware of our own health and helping others but also in the manifestation it's about being grateful for what we don't have that is going to come about as if it were and world wellness would be absolutely delicious and I, I think too it's almost like a feeling of the healers are all kind of surging together it's yeah. like a yeah whirlpool starting yeah I feel it and yes. we want to bring everybody along with us yeah yeah, there's an energy there. Thank you so much for your time today, Angela. It's been an absolute delight. It's been, and I'm just so happy, thrilled that you got such quick results. And that is my mission to help so many others get the same. Well, thank you for your magic in the world. Much appreciated. Oh, oh, it's great to be with you. Thank you so much for having me. Take care. I'll be taking a couple of months off, so I encourage you to listen to the wealth of wisdom shared from the past 60 episodes until I'm back in February. In the meantime, your feedback and reviews are always appreciated, as are any ideas for a subject or guest you'd like me to consider for next year. Just email me on info at Until then, take care of yourselves, open your heart have faith and trust your intuition. Open your mind to a world of possibilities to help bring out the invaluable gifts that lie deep within you. I'll leave you with an excerpt of the six-minute healing I received from Angela. Just shut your eyes and sink into the soothing magic of ancient chanting. And I encourage you to reach out to her to help you heal too.